You're listening to Show Pony Radio with your hosts, Sarah Patricia and Katie Joe. Because behind every buckle, there's a story. Growing up, uh, my one of my first heroes was Keith Whistle and Shelly Roth, too. They had a plethora of wonderful horses together. Um, we'll touch on some of those. Try to keep this about Keith. Um, but Shirley Roth, say hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so Shirley's here to just share with us um, her version of Keith and how they met and how they got together and some his influences on her. And I guess, Shirley, I don't even know where to start. Um, I think you got started when I was so young that I, I, it seems... I know where to start. <laughs> Do you remember the first day you met him? Yeah, yes, yes. Um, how I started out with Keith is... You know, I was with Junior for 10 years. And Junior Shelton. Junior Shelton, correct. And I had fraternity horses. And just watching the Congress every year, the twos and the threes, like, I just idolized Keith. He was just such a showman. And I thought, my dream one day is I want this man to show a horse for me. Just to give some background, at the time you were a non-pro with Junior Shelton, and you lived yep. where? I lived in uh, Drafton, Ohio. Okay. And so you're watching Keith go and then go ahead. I just, not everybody knows everything like us. I'm just trying to, you know, back. No, I understand. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I want this guy one day to show horse for me because he was just such a magnificent showman. And the first time that I asked him to show one for me, I had a horse called Helmville Dandy. Um, into in 1996, and he couldn't because he was obligated with a, with another horse, and so uh, John Barry actually showed that horse that year for me and won all the three year old stuff. That was an awesome horse. Yes, yes, and then the following year, 1997, I had I'm a do gooder too, and at the beginning of the year, I said, you know, Keith, can you? would you be able to show this horse and open? He said, oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of how we took off uh, from there. Uh, he won, you know, all the three-year-old stuff, and I won the non-pro, and uh, it, it just carried on from there. Um, you stayed a non-pro for a while, didn't you? Yes, yes, until uh, 2000, yes. So I'm, I'm not, for your listeners, she gave me a list of horses that's pretty awesome. Um, so you did, I'm a do-gooder too, and so for me, that's like your first roan. Yes, yeah, it was my, well, no, not mine. It was, I had a halter horse, and actually, I bought PCG Skipshy sequels a yearling and had him in training with Dan Train years earlier. Oh, wow, okay. That's a fun fact. That's a fun fact, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, so roans have really been always my You've always been my favorites. My, even my halter horse was roan. There you go. You have a type, really. You have a type, for sure. <laughs> exactly. So then you stayed in Ohio, and the next yep. year was 1998, and yep. you had, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead of you here, so you just No, so, no you're right, and, and I actually had come down to Florida to look to buy a place, and Keith, at the time, was working at Mary Roberts. Was this after they had built the big place? He was the manager there. Keith managed and actually actually designed and built that place. That's for, right. For and that's right. And so also for everyone else. So when Larry and Mary Roberts were building a place in 
Florida, and Shirley, you can help me on this timeline a little bit. Yeah. First, they had the yeah. whistle stop for Charity, which was yes, named out obviously was, after Keith. And so, did, did they pay Keith as their manager? Keith was Keith was. They had Keith working for them as their. Yeah, he was their manager. He managed and, and put together and got the construction people and everything else to put that together to gather horses to do all that stuff. And was he there with Greg or before Greg or how did that? Work. He, he hired Greg. As I thought so trainer. too. Okay, so Keith started with Mary and Larry in Ohio. No, he started with them in Florida. In Florida, okay, okay, and then he built that place, which is unbelievable. Man, yeah, managed to build that place, correct? And then he hired. Well, I know he bought Sun, right? Yeah, they bought Sudden, and they bought a bunch of horses. Like, you know, gathered them a, a bunch of horses within that time. I'm trying to say maybe he worked for her for maybe two years. Yep, and that was around the same era of the Whistle Stop Maturity, and they moved to Florida. That, it was during, yeah, it was during the Whistle Stop because he was never really allowed to show there. That's right, and then he bought the Sudden, bought Sudden Impulse for them, and I remember yes. that he bought a great set of mares. And a, but yes, a bunch of, yeah, it's exactly. a great set of mares. And, and my dad would be able to mention the mares more, but I know that Zippo's replacement and um, all kinds of horses that were just great. Anyway, and so you wanted to move to Florida because of that, because he was down there? or No, I, I wanted to move to Florida for the training aspect of the warmer weather. Right. And so I came down, and, you know, the year before he showed on the do-getter, and he's like, this this really work. This really works good for me. He said, "Would you mind taking a horse for me that me and Ken Tugwell found and get it ready for the Congress?" And that was 1998. And I said, "Yeah, if you want me to." But you're and still non-pro at this but point. Yeah, you were non-pro at this point. Yes, yes, but yeah, I just did it for nothing. Um, but that was on an impulse. That didn't suck. Terrible horse. Yeah, <laughs> that went on and won the Congress, won the World Show. And where does where does cool looking lady fit in? Um, she is in nineteen ninety nine. Okay, the year after on an impulse, we bought a mare called a cool looking lady. Keith called, and actually, me and Patty Robertson went down to Orlando because Ann Edmonius had owned her to watch Scott Kyle ride this two year old around, and she was just spectacular. Yeah. So we, you know, we. We all partnered up and purchased her, and I, I mean, I showed her in the non-pro, and Keith showed her in the open, and she never got beat. That was the first horse in my whole entire life, looking back, that I was ever like, whoa. Like, I remember yeah, at the yes. Powers, I've never been blown away by a horse before that horse ever. I was, yeah, we had, we had her, and then we showed on Impulse that year as a three-year-old, so we, like, won every two- and three-year-old event that year. Mm -hmm. All year long. All year long. And the world show and everything. Now, we didn't go to the world show. Um, we really only went to the world show, I think, like three times. How'd that go? Uh, we won the world show with Anna Impulse, and we won the world show with Vital Signs Are Good, and then we were reserved with Invest in Vital Signs. What is so that didn't go terribly? <laughs> no, no. Okay, so then just take us down this thing. So now you moved to Florida, um, you're rocking and rolling with Keith. Okay, so so after on an impulse, we we bought cool looking lady, and Keith was looking for a two year old because he he won the Congress in the two year old snaffle bit like seven years in a row. We did, and um, this was the first. So, but this is just the first three of those years, correct? 
Exactly, yes. In 1999, we bought Cool Looking Lady, and then we went to look at a horse that Brent Tensher had that was a two-year-old, and her name was We're Talking Radical. And um, he wanted me to ride her. He's like, well, you know, what do you think? I said, I think she's a really nice mare. And then Fred Bates bought her. Okay, so we're talking radical, and that was his Congress two-year-old, and he won the Congress that year on that mare. We did go to the World Show that year, and, you know, I just was in the top three, but we didn't win as us. And that was at the World Show's when we sold her to uh, the Thompsons. For Rusty. Yes. Which is now their foundation breeder. Yes, exactly. Yep. So that's certainly inspired and all that ones. All the other, there's so many, it's too many to mention, yeah. All right, keep going. And then, the power to of 2000, we, we, uh, we really didn't have a lot. We had a, some that were here or there. I'm just going to go on the highlights of the ones that we really had that were pretty pretty famous horses and are you know, still you know, famous broodmares in that today. And in 2000, we didn't have a whole lot. We had a, a gelding, I believe, by Sweet Talking Chip and that. But we that year, we ended up getting the mouses talking. Actually, Donnie, Millie and Donnie Dickerson bought her, and we showed her the whole three-year-old year. Uh, I loved, I loved, I loved that mare. Yeah, and Brett Parrish, how we, we got her. Brett Parrish showed her at that whistle stop and won that. And then Donnie and Millie bought her right there, and we took her from there. I think that my dad was judging that year. It was been, yes. I think it's just funny because he always tells a story about a Dunmare. Funny story. Yep, yep. And, and I mean, yeah, that, I mean, Brett did a great job, and that mare was like really nice and easy, and and so it, yeah, it was great. You know? And then Mitch ended up with her in the end. Well, towards you know whatever. Yeah, like well, Petty, Petty had her. Yeah, Petty's bought her. Yep. Keep going. Okay, in, in two thousand one, my customers. Had a two-year-old. His name was MNZ Capital Flair, and he—they entered him in the two-year-old deal at the Congress. Wasn't that the one you bought through Patty? No, that was cool-looking lady. Oh, okay. Keep going. Owned by Richard Essling. Can you just explain why? What made you decide to give up your non-pro card and do this for a living? Because there had to have been some uh, kind of internal uh, choice. You well, my basic, my basic of what, why I became a, a trainer, so-called trainer, versus is, is my, I, my enjoyment of the horses, to me, is not the showing. I mean, that's great. That's all the after product. For me, the greatest satisfaction is the creation. It's creating that top-notch, just locked-in horse. That's what gave me satisfaction. That's why me and Keith worked so good, because he liked doing the showing, and I liked what I created. I always thought of it, and tell me if I'm wrong, I thought Keith was a great purchaser, especially with Tugwell and you, and you guys had a really cool thing with buyers. You were always a good horse trainer, and then he was the showman, so it was like... Yes. You know, like, and there's, it was and like there's he was the beginning of, and the end, and you were the meat and potatoes that was super important. You know what I mean? It seemed like he just worked yeah. awesome. Am I close? Yeah, yeah. And everybody would say, well, don't you want to show? Don't you care that, you know, he should? I said, no. I said, it's it's about creating that horse that fulfills me. I said, just the showing is just icing. Right. Team player. Team player. Yeah, exactly. Okay, carry on. Sorry. Um, 
So I had that, we had that gelding for the Congress. And um, that year we had a two-year-old for early that year, um, a roan mare, which y'all will know, Zippo's Good Image. Yeah, Pippin. And we won all, you know, all the two-year-old, all through the year on her. Another sold roan. Her, another roan you had. Another roan. Another roan and <laughs> sold it to Jan Pittman. And um, then uh, she, that mare was actually, she stayed with me in training. And then Keith was also reserving the junior pleasure on her as a two-year-old at the Congress that year. And then MNZ Capital Flair won the two-year-old that year at the Congress. Okay, so then we had, so we had that year, and then we go on to 2002. Well, every year, how we did, we went to the, you know how the Rikert had their sale, you know, in the fall of every year, so we'd always go to the Rikert sale for yearlings and whatever, so in the fall of 2001, he had it there in Iowa, in his Rikert sale, so in 2001, we went and I saw this phenomenal roamer. There actually was a sail barn in the bottom part, like where cows and go. They led her up there, and I went, whoa. So all the, they looked like weanlings compared to her. And she cost a lot of money at that time, especially. Right. But Keith was like, oh, I don't like giving that kind of money for one and not knowing if it's going to work. I said, I, I got to have her. I said, I just have a feeling. I, I have to have her. He looks at Tuggy and he says, well, I guess we're going to get a divorce if we don't get her. So we're going to have to get her. <laughs> <laughs> you dug in. So he said, well, he said, we're going we're gonna to partner and JR is going to partner. So we all three owned her. In a three-way partnership, vital signs are good that year. He was trying Water. to minimize the risk if all three of you were on Yeah, that and Keith was trying to minimize the risk. I wasn't worried. I didn't think there was any risk, but he was. Water <laughs> <laughs> is a yearling, and we also got Mr. Aftershock there as a yearling. And we had those two two-year-olds for the year, and we were coming up on the Tom Powers. And we had vital signs are good entered in the Tom Powers. And we had Mr. Aftershock, and Christy was showing him in the non-pro, Christy Klimek. And we get to the Tom Powers, and Keith comes to me, like, the day Vital Signs is banded, like, the day of the two-year-old. He says, you know, he said, I think we should show that Mr. Aftershock and save this Rome mare for the Congress. I said, well, whatever you want to do. So we showed Mr. Aftershock all summer long. And won all the two-year-old stuff all summer long with Mr. Aftershock. And then Vital Signs wins the Congress in the two-year-old snaffle bit. Very impressive. Uh, yeah, that was, that's my favorite horse of all times. I mean, that bear just gave me chills. A lot of people, I think. Uh, yeah, and, and the funny, uh, funny Keith story is when they line him up in front of the judges there at the Congress... And he comes back to the wall, back to the white wall, you know, and I got the individual placings. Yeah, so they get about to him, and I go walk back around there, and I said, um, I said, take her, take her hackamore off and lope her down there. He's like, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I'm positive. He's like, all right, you ain't never told me wrong yet, so I'm going to do it, but you better be sure. That's awesome. <laughs> so he took hackamore off and loped her down the center of the arena. Now, I heard uh, some stories of him at the Dixie Nationals. He did that, and she took off. 
Uh, not bottle size. Uh uh. Maybe open range, you might have. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to blame open range for that. <laughs> not yeah, No, never bottle size. Heck, you, the little Lori Ward, who used to be with me with talking politely, you know, I, as a two year old, after we didn't show her at the Tom Powers, um, I'd let her ride her around. She's like 10. And vital signs around it, like the Southern Bell and that. And heck, she just one time she just carried her around and then just loped Lori right out the gate. <laughs> reason, I remember you and Keith and Lori Ward and talking politely at the Southern Bell like it was yesterday. Yes, yes. So vital signs won the Congress in 2002 and then won the World Show in 2002. And Kristen and them were interested in her right after we won the World Show in 2002. As a two year old. As a two year old. Yeah. So Kristen's dad being a car salesman, and this mayor, I could care less if we sold, I really, I hoped we'd never did sell her, but I could have cared less, and her dad come over, and I let her out, and he's like, well, you know, it is a, it, it is a nice mare. Too bad she's such an ugly color. I said, good, you don't have to buy her. Put her in the stall and shut the stall door. He walked off. So about this time, Keith and Jr. are about having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. They're about like they're about like uh, like the deer in the headlights look. Like, oh my god, I can't believe this just happened. <laughs> they're like, she's not going to talk to any more prospective buyers ever again. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, she's an ugly color. Well, good, you don't have to buy her. Put her in stall. Walked away. When they come back and, and buy her. Oh, that that night they Keith and uh, Jr. had a meeting with um, with them that night. They had to soften it. They had to soften the blow. Yeah, then they kind of were like, oh, "You can't be in. You can't be talking to them." So let us. <laughs> <talk> to them. <laughs> you were cut out immediately. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, they didn't like my my approach to it. <laughs> they they were in the selling part of it. I was kind of in the sentimental part of it. Like, well, that's kind of nice to be. I'm saying, yeah, that. so it was kind of sentimental to me where it wasn't really to them. So, but it all worked out good. She stayed with me. Kristen had her with me her whole three year old year. We won the Congress on her again as a three year old. Kristen won the amateur pleasure that year at the World Show. Did she show the junior? She showed in the no, we did not show. I don't believe we showed in the junior. If we did, I, I I I think it was mainly the amateur we showed in that year. But Keith won the open threes at the Congress, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, so, because I don't remember that we took her to any AQHO shows to get her qualified. Not to point out the obvious, but it's seeming like AQHA World Show wasn't high on the priority list. For it, it wasn't. It was. It was. Is if we had one, we thought that could be out west and go. But yes, it was the Congress was our highlight. You think that's because. You did fraternity horses, and, and, and fraternity horses are synonymous with the Congress, and because you're from Ohio? Yeah, all yeah, of yeah main, mainly, because, you know, we're showing two, mainly twos, you know, we had some threes, but then, you know, you had to go to the World Show and go on Junior Pleasure, so... They didn't have a two-year-old back then? They didn't have, no, they, they had a two-year-old, you either showed your two-year-old or in the Junior Pleasure, so... But most of them would get sold like they after the Congress or just before the World Show or something went that the customers didn't enter them in the World Show or something like that. Right. Gotcha. So after Vital Signs. At the same time as Vital Signs in 2003, we um, 
really didn't, we had a couple two-year-olds for the Congress, and about Congress time, they, they just weren't panning out to be just exactly what we wanted. So, um, you know, Keith and, Keith's searching and on the hunt, and JR's with them, and they're looking at everything there. Then they come to me and they said, well, we found this horse we want you to ride. And I said, okay. And Buster Buckley was training him, and Rick Christie was supposed to show him there at the twos at the Congress. And that was open range. Mm. So they got, I rode him, and he was, I mean, he was so nice, and he was so quiet, and so easy, and I'm like, yeah, this horse is like, he's a natural. I mean, just put a saddle on him and go, 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 really. And so they, so they, with Ken, or with Fred Bates and Ken Tugwell and JR, they, and, and myself, we, you know, partnered up and bought Rope and Range to show that year, so too. And you won that year, too? No, we were reserved. Was that how, so? That was the first time in seven years. Yes. Was that a bad day at the stalls or an okay day at the stalls? Oh, uh, that was not. That, no, it was probably not good, huh? Yeah, not not good. It just was disappointing. Let's put it to you that way. All good things must come to an end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, and I totally agree. Exactly. I just can imagine like. The, that would take the wind out of your sails just a yeah, just a hair. And I mean, I mean, like literally by one point. <laughs> Even worse. All right, keep going. Then, this is exciting. This is a good conversation. Yes. Then, then in two thousand four, we showed Open Range as his three-year-old year before he got you know got sick at the NSBA World, but he won the Dixie Nationals Circuit Champion in the Junior Pleasure, won the threes, won the Southern Bell, won all the fraternity stuff all summer, won everything at the NSBA World before he had gotten sick, and then we realized after we sent him to the vets that when he foundered that he had Cushing's. Oh, but that kind of so that kind of set the. You know, set the sale, you know, not good, you know, with all that happening. It's disappointing. Sidebar, wasn't that Southern Bell a great horse show? Yes, it was the best. I don't know why, but I loved that horse show. That was my favorite show, Me too. too. I just loved it. The atmosphere was always amazing. I loved that gold strike. And that, that pen was so nice to show in. And the, it was so the, cool. Yeah, it was pen. just, I don't know. I, I it loved was something it. about it that had a great vibe. The, the picture that I put... Um, on Facebook of me and Keith, actually, that was at that giant party. And for me, I think that was the year that Southern Bell was at its pinnacle. They had that giant party, and, and Keith and I, man, we had a good time that night. And, um, yeah, it, go ahead. That, that was a great, I mean, that was a great one. Wasn't that fun? In one of those years, we showed one for Jeff Cochran and won the big 250 three-year-old novice horse deal. And then we have the Crimson Cruiser. Rock'em and Shock'em was actually in 2003 with Vital Signs, Open Range, and then we showed Rock'em and Shock'em earlier in the summer for Journey Was this by Aftershock? It's a full sibling to Mr. Aftershock. And you did good with that horse, too. Yes, yes. You you won won all the two-year-old summer stuff with Rock'em and Shock'em. Colin and Kathy Trainer. Wasn't that a Michigan horse? Yeah. Sibyl's Aftershock. Yeah. Yeah. I always had the lightning in the ads. <laughs> he did. He did, yeah. All right, who's next? 
Crimson Cruiser, and we showed a, a customer of mine, Bill Rinzema from Ontario, sent me that that call in training and wanted him shown at the Congress, either in the Masters. I think at that time they started the Masters. So either in the Masters or the two-year-old deal. So he was in the two-year-old deal, and Keith had him, and then this is an amazing story about that horse. And I had him, and I was just, you know, we're getting him ready for the Congress, tooling him around at the Tom Powers, not showing him, you know, and Jerry Lee decides, hmm, I, I want a pleasure horse, and I want that one. That was a beautiful horse. Yes, and she's like, and I want that one. So Jerry Lee buys him, and this horse, we brought him home, and like five or six days later, he ended up colic him. So he, and I, I took him to the clinic over here. Well, they had to do colic surgery on him. So then he was off for the 60 days, which, you know, this is July, August, September. So mid-September, I got to ride him and get him finished, and he went and was reserved with the Congress. That was same, awesome. Same, same year he had colic surgery. So that's how, how talented and easy he was to get ready. I really, really love that horse. It does take yeah. a gifted horse to get over that and still show like they never missed a yeah, day. Well, yeah, because usually the comeback, you know, it's a long time to come back. Well, this horse snapped right back and said, let's go get him. Mm-hmm. Zip Master was the same year, 2006. That was Chardonnay's horse? Yeah, but it was Stanley and Susan's. This is a, now, Zip Me After is a full sibling to Rock'em and Shock'em. And Mr. Aftershock. Really? So that cross seemed to work for you guys, huh? That cross uh, was phenomenal. That was a full sibling. This is the one that looks like Arnie Horse. Yeah. And so Zip Me After, Stanley and Susan owned her, and they were showing her at the Tom Powers. And both Keith and I both kind of liked her. And so Stanley and we... We talked to Stanley and Susan after that deal there, and we're like, um, all right, let's... Why don't, why don't you let Shirley take her? Why don't you let me show her in the two-year-old stuff this year? So, and they did, and that mare, you know, won all that two-year-old stuff that year. I won the slot class in the intermediate at the Riker that year, and Keith showed Cruiser at the World Show that year, and he was third, and I showed Zip Me After and was fifth for Charnay and Tammy, Charnay Thompson. Yep. Like that. Yep. So I don't think a lot of people would know that Crimson did so good in the pleasure. Like, I didn't know that. Exactly, exactly. The following year, he went and he was like circuit champion in the junior pleasure at the Tom Powers, you know, won some shirty stuff that summer, and then he went on to his all-around career. Yeah, so you think that foundation is what made it so easy for him to go over and do the driving? I, I think that that horse is just so phenomenal-minded. That it, and, and just talented that it didn't matter what you did with him. Like, he was probably the quietest horses I'd ever been around. I think that's kind of important to put out there because I don't think a lot of people recall that. Yeah, he I was so quiet. And literally, like, take him out of the stall, you could just go show him. No lunging. Matter of fact, don't get him too tired. Yeah. I bet if it was babies and they're that good-minded, too. Yeah, he was just, just exceptional-minded. Yeah. I'm just yeah. thinking about your customer list. So you've got... Did you still have Kristen at that time? Um, yes, I had Kristen. So yeah. Kristen it took as a four-year-old. Kristen sent Lucy or Vital Signs to Leonard Berryhill to do the West. Or, well, let me correct that. I don't, I'm not sure if he she went to uh, Vicky's or Leonard's to do the Western riding. And then I had Kristen sent a two-year-old down to me 
on in 2007 or yearling coming to 2006 invest in vital signs yes. that works good too tell us about that one and that colt was just He's so freaky to look at, and he was, like, so loosey-minded. Like, he just was so good-minded. And this cult was just, just had the look, a million-dollar look, you know, and just would just lay it out there, and nothing really bothered him. And, you know, it's it's a big deal, you know, to go for, that was the Rikert class where you won 100000 and, you know, it's a big deal to go to try to win that kind of money. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's, giant it's like you're trying to really have everything as perfect as you can be. Some years, you know, you kind of overdo it a little bit. You're trying to be too perfect. Sure. In any industry, but, I think showing for 100000 is a big deal. Yeah, the, him showing for 100000 and then him winning the 100000 for uh, Kristen and her family, it was it was just, just breathtaking. I bet you felt pretty good about your yearling purchase then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was good with the yearly purchase right from the start. And then the, when the Congress came around, I was like, Keith was like, well, what do you think? I said, I think she's phenomenal. But I thought she was phenomenal all along. He doubted her a little bit still? Yeah, yeah, until they placed it, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I got to back up. Until after the first go around. Then when he got off and everybody's like going ooh and an ah, and he's like, oh, yeah, you might be right. <laughs> It took that long. <laughs> yeah, it took that. Believe it or not, it did. It took that long. Yeah, one more horse on your lips. But 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 Keith was also a very much pessimistic. So he liked everything if just doubly perfect. So he didn't want to ever think, okay, well we got this. No, he was always like, uh, well we got to do this a little better. We got to have this a little better. We got to do, you know. So he was always definitely trying to get all more because he would not look at it oh well we got this he never thought that there was always more to get there was always he was never thinking up oh, well we got this he may have in his head but not to me he didn't reach it he breached we've got to have it perfect that's awesome you have one more horse on your list yep and that's one hot sister in 2008 we won the maiden hundred thousand dollar fraternity maiden fraternity class at the record celebration in 2008 I'm um, one hot sister. Okay, so you won the 100000 at the record how many times? Twice. The two-year-old once and the maiden once. For all those who are paying attention, that was the same year that I won the twos. Oh, very good. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion, Katie. Shameless. I'm going to say And I'm going to put in there also, there's, there's a lot of other horses that we had. I'm just tipping on the high. I know we're just we're just ticking them down. Okay, so but yeah. your customer roster is insane. So at one point you have Kristen Galleon, you have Charnay yep. Thompson, you have yep. Jerry Lee Pratt, Fred Bates, Fred Bates, Stanley and Susan, Stanley and Susan, Jan Pittman, Kim Rich, Lori Ward. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty stout. I mean, I'm just saying. Let me just ask you this. Um, We'll get a little deep for a second. I know that you and Keith did a lot of business together. I also know you were you were really tight for dear friends. Yes. Talk to us about that. He was just such a he was he was a great person. He you know and and you know a lot of people would think oh well he just this guy just gets on at the gate and goes shows. Well that isn't the truth of it. Keith flew down here many times during that year and. Believe me, them horses had to be shorts and flip-flop broke. 
And, you know, he'd come and ride and he'd put his practice time in. So by the time he went to one of those big shows, he, you know, he, he was pretty much already knew that horse pretty good. So it wasn't like he just stepped on and went in there. All right, stop. <laughs> Karen said the same thing when he had to show Lazy. He'd show up at the farm, but he didn't want to get his jeans sweaty. Yeah, no, he, he'd come in and he'd have his flip-flops on and he'd want it to go around there like a, like put a quarter in with flip-flops. That's that's a challenging sometimes. <laughs> I mean deeper than that, Shirley. What does he mean to you personally? He, he's the biggest mentor, person, friend I, I think that anybody could have. I, You know, if it wasn't for Keith, I wouldn't be what I was today. You know, it's... He... he he made me, and he, he also made me uh, try to strive to be better, 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 better all the time. And so when, when he left and went to, didn't you go to Costa Rica? Yes. When he left and went there, I mean, that had to be hard for you. It, it, it was, it, it was, but we had already kind of, already kind of split up as far as going and doing the horses and stuff. So, you know, everything got, you know, with his life got away. So we really didn't talk much at that point in time. Did you get to talk to him much before he died? Just, I think, one time. Would you do that over I, again if you could? Yeah, I would do it over again if I could. Yeah. I, I, you, you, yeah, I would never, ever have expected anything like this. And ever. Yeah. I feel bad for... You and, and these people, his, his family. and he, he, he touched so many people in the industry. And, and I, you know, I just don't know that today, you know, that he, I want people to, to remember Keith that, you know, this is a lot. This is just me. Not This is after he had stuff with Ray and Doug Carpenter. And, you know, I want people, I mean, this guy was a true legend. Like, he, there isn't many people that will ever in their lifetime even come close to the success that he's had. And, I mean, just, he really, what deep down was a great guy. Like, yeah, yeah he, he'd buy, he, I mean, and his customers that he had just truly believed in him. But he always, he, he, they, they would buy one for a lot of money. But... Keith always would get them out, like so. It would it would work. So that's why they all trusted him. He could have ten people say, "Hey, I want to buy this two year old, or I want to buy this." They knew that he was. It was really meant something to him, or they wouldn't have done it. You know, they did whatever he said. Do you think that he was better? This is a, this is a dumb thing to ask, but I, you and I will understand this. You know, when you when good people commit to a customer and say, "Okay, that's the one." You know, you, you shoulder that pressure. Yes. And, oh, yeah. And he always had high-pressure situations around him all the time. Yes. And he seemed to shoulder it just like it was a fresh T-shirt. And I, I, was it always that easy or did he just fake it? Uh, really? uh, oh, no, 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 no. So you, maybe the outside it was a fresh T-shirt, but he... He put in the sweat and, and that to make that all work too. Sure. Yeah, he no, he he never was 
lightly about any of it. When he got one and our customer got one, he put in 120%. He had me put in 150% to make that work for that person. They trusted in him at buying it and listened to him, and he would, he would always get them out. important. I think today it's a lost art. And it was never like, oh, well, this one bought it for, you know, X amount of dollars. And oh, if it works fine, it's don't, never. That was never, ever, ever Keith. It had to work. It had to work because those people trusted in him. And he always wanted to keep that trust. If you knew Keith was going to die tomorrow and you were sitting right here and having a conversation with him, what would you say? Uh, I would tell him, uh, hold his head high. Because I don't know that... Keith, all whatever in his he would he took the recognition. Don't get me wrong, but what he accomplished, I don't know how much he deeply really sunk in at how much he accomplished and how many people's lives he touched. That that would be the biggest thing I would say to him. I'd be like, hold your head high. All these people just look up to you. You're you know you're a legend in this industry. You have. You do more for people and have gotten people trucks and horses and these. there's lots of people that trust you and are count on you. Yeah, right. I appreciate you talking to us, Shirley. Oh, that's no problem. At the end of the day, what I want just everybody to remember the legend that Keith was. I, I don't. I don't want that forgotten, and I want the younger group of trainers and all that and, and everybody that was involved with Keith with owning horses or having part of it, you know, I want that memory to stay alive. I just don't want it to, to fall and go by the wayside, and, and this man is a legend and has just worked his butt off his whole life to, you know, for his accomplishments to just extraordinary. Yep. And like I said, I, I mean, I gave everything I had, and I worshipped and looked up to him like like he was king. Yeah. Well, he was. You were part of that, too. Yes, yes. And, I mean, we, yeah, it worked out really good. I mean, we got along and just made everything work. And I want, you know, I want people to know the keys, not all this drama. And we started this whole podcast on the hopes that we would interview yeah, someday. Like so literally, like like literally our first four or five podcasts, like our three uh -huh. questions we asked everybody was, okay, do you know where Keith Whistle is? Where in the world is Keith Whistle? We're trying to find Keith Whistle. That was the problem. We almost won a world map and had pin drops. Yeah, we did. <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's so sad, and it's just so much drama, and now, you know, it's like, they're going to skip right over him, and that's and we're not going to do the drama stuff, I, that's not, yeah. no, we're just going to do this. Yeah, because he needs to be remembered for what he, what he, the impact he had to all you guys, too. Well, maybe we should ask this, so when you were, before you met and you admired his showmanship, what was it about the way he showed a horse that was so special? Just the, just the overall, the style, the, the, you know, when you watched Keith show a horse, it was like, here's me, and you can't really look at anybody else, because he just put on such a confident a presence that it just drew you to that horse, and he could then get it showed, just and not, not even looking at the horse, you looked at the rider and went, oh, I know that's, you know, because that's just like a top-notch ride. He sold it no matter what. 
Yes, very much so. I mean, there was that confidence was unshakable. Awesome. I remember it. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to have that confidence. I remember at the Powers one put year. That, put that presentation in the ring, basically. I remember at the Powers <laughs> one year, Todd Summers had brought a passing breeze. Uh -huh. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> and I was just young. And I didn't know much. Didn't he run off that year? Yeah! And yeah, so everybody like... named him a running breeze. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't just a passing breeze, it was a running breeze. But he still won! Oh. Yeah. Everybody named him a running breeze. To this day. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay, but, okay, what was the year? Okay, Ty wants to tell this story, but we'll talk about it. When, uh, when Mary threw a fit at the Congress because Keith won. Greg, we, Greg, what Greg Wheat was second on a good who? I love that horse. Or a, good, or a good poo. What a, a good poo. <laughs> a good poo. That was a cool horse. And Vital Signs was first, and that horse was second. And then the irony of it is, Keith ended up hiring Greg. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> These are the good stories that need to be These are told. good stories. Oh, yeah, there's, I mean, heck, if I remember, there's a lot of them, you know, from, we had Sly Pine Checks, you know, won all the Rikert stuff, you know, it just, there's you know, just so much, and then you, just the key stories is just, I mean, unreal, you know, there's times he, he got at the Congress, the year of vital science, because they had the NSBA world classes after, you know, that year at the Congress, so he showed vital signs in the, the two-year-old deal, won it, and was so drunk, that when he got on Mr. Aftershock to show him and all the NSBAs, he got on and fell off the other side. That horse literally showed with no pilots pretty well. <laughs> Surely you're a good horse trainer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. He just kind of did his job. He's like, okay, let's go. No, he's like, just sit there, man. I got this. Exactly. Uh, that's awesome. Thanks, Shirley. I'm so glad you guys are doing this. I mean, that, that touches my heart more than anything. I mean, you don't even know how much it means to me that you guys are doing this. Well, you're very welcome.